Hello, my name is Lily Head and I'm the Managing Director of Lily Head Dental Practice Sales. Today I'm going to be giving just a short talk about the elements around property, property matters, and the importance for any principal owning a freehold who's looking potentially to sell, whether it be as a leasehold or as a freehold transaction. After listening to this podcast, I do hope that you will understand the importance of understanding what's expected of you, what's considered to be the norm, and what to do. We sell pretty much a range of leasehold and freehold opportunities for our clients, but one thing for sure is that when it comes time to sell your dental practice, the new owners will expect you to include the property so they can carry on providing clinical services. Now, buyers and their lenders will want to be able to take over your premises without financial penalty. The last thing they're going to want to do is have to replace the roof two years later. So they want to carry on treating your patients confident that they are going to be in good shape for the next 10 to 15 years. But more importantly, the banks are also very keen to get into all the detail around the premises. The banks want to be sure that the person they're lending their money to has suitable premises to carry out their business activity uninterrupted. They're also going to want to satisfy themselves that the borrower is not going to become liable for unexpected costs around the property, which will then of course impact their ability to repay the loan. When premises are well maintained, your broker is going to be able to maintain the value of your goodwill. Selling premises which require more than routine maintenance just simply presents an opportunity for the buyer to try and renegotiate on the price to mitigate the financial risk of poorly maintained properties, even if that's not perhaps an urgent need to remedy. It's flagged it up to them, it's on their radar, and they're going to want to renegotiate the price. Many property leases are what is known as FRI leases, a fully repaired, renewal insured lease. FRI leases tend to be in standalone buildings where there's no shared facility. A lease granted on an FRI basis means that all repairing and insuring obligations are imposed on the tenant. This relieves the landlord from all liability for the cost of insurance and repairs. So in other words, the tenant's got to keep the property in full repair, pay for the repairs, keep the property adequately insured and pay for that insurance. As the leaseholder of an FRI lease, you're going to be expected to hand over the premises, however, to that buyer in a good state of repair in line with the requirements of the FRI. Now, our advice to vendors with an FRI is to instruct their own structural surveyor so that they fully understand what their obligations are under the FRI. If you do this regularly so that when the buyer's structural surveyor comes in, carries out their survey for their funding, everything has been covered off. If it's not, the lenders are going to be looking to renegotiate or they may even decline to lend until the vendor carries out all the remedial work. It will be a requirement of lending. We see situations where we've seen unlined roofs causing damp problems an entire roof in the last few months where we had a sale, the whole joists needed replacing, not just a few tiles here. Window frames rotted underneath, six layers of gloss paint, tree roots causing damage to the property, and Japanese knotweed is present on the site. Now, any vendor unlucky enough to have Japanese knotweed on their site will know that you absolutely have to take out a professional contractor to eradicate it before the bank will lend on it. Of course, if you've got a listed building, you're going to be having to be much more cautious. It's essential that the vendor has only acted within the limitations of the listing, which is managed by Historic England on behalf of the Secretary of State for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport. If you've got spare space in your property, and this is a feature of the sale, in other words, you're extolling the virtues of new surgeries to be created, 
extensions, what have you, please check with the local planning department that this space can be converted into more surgeries. Because whilst a solicitor likely negotiated the lease on your behalf, maybe some years ago, it's good practice to get a solicitor to review the lease again ahead of when considering a sale. Your buyer is going to be securing a loan against the lease. The lease will need to be assigned to the new purchaser. And if this facility is not in the lease, then we recommend approaching the landlord to seek this change to get permission. Not all banks require this, of course, but it will potentially limit the pool of buyers who can progress with the sale if you don't have it in the lease. Banks, of course, will only lend against the length of the existing lease. So a 10-year lease equals a 10-year loan term. And it's best to have a 15-year lease, which is the maximum term that the banks will lend on, set in place when you take your dental practice to the market. Early planning is very, very critical because what you don't want to do is have a buyer in place, then latently go for all these permissions only to find that you hit a stumbling block because the landlord won't grant a extra lease. Most leases are covered under the Landlord and Tenancy Act, giving a right of renewal, but of course not all of them are. And if you find you've suddenly got an unhelpful landlord who won't renew your lease, your business becomes much less attractive to buyers and their lenders. The key piece of advice here is don't wait till you go to the market. Plan early, be prepared. You know, I've seen clients who had an interested buyer before getting on top of the property aspects of a deal. And then we see subsequent long delays while all the property issues are resolved. And in that time, the buyer often decides to move on. Transaction fatigue kicks in and remedying expensive alterations and repairs within the building suddenly undermines the whole deal. So hopefully this has given you some pointers today. Uh, the key things are, you know, be prepared, get a survey done and put these things straight before you take the practice to the market. The long term benefit to you, obviously, is uh, you'll get the optimum sale price and you'll be handing over a business that's in good shape. And that will enable your buyer to get funding and in turn will get you the best return on your investment. If you need our help to discuss any of this, please don't hesitate to call myself or the team. And we work with the UK's leading dental specialist solicitors who have property departments in their companies and they can give you advice on any of these subjects and more. So please call us. You can reach the office on 033-772-0654 or email us at dentalbrokers at lilyhead.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you.